Okay, guys, today we are in 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 6 to 10. And the word of the Lord reads as follows. But godliness with contentment is great gain. For we brought nothing into the world, and we cannot take anything out of the world. But if we have food and clothing, with these we will be content. But those who desire to be rich fall into temptation, into a snare, into many senseless and harmless desires, and plunge people into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. It is through this craving that some have wandered away from the faith and pierced themselves with many pangs. Amen. Amen. All right, guys, let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for today and all that you've done for us, God. We appreciate you. We ask that you help us in our discussion today about money and how to view it in light of the gospel. God, be with us in this time. In Jesus' mighty name we do pray. Amen. So, a couple of questions that I have before we kind of dig into this scripture that we just read. Question number one, what is money? Anybody want to help me? Whose hand was up first? You want to go first? Do you mind her going first? You want to go first? Yeah. Sure. (laughs) Money is what you use to buy stuff. The currency, the economy. Okay. Money is currency that you like use to like purchase goods. Anybody want to say something different? Money makes people do crazy things. Like even for like, <laughs> we're not there yet. We're asking what is money, not what it makes you do just yet. Okay, so what you use for payments? Trying to see something you want to add to that as far as what money is. Okay, money. <laughs> okay. Okay. Thank you. So Francine said money is something that you use to pay bills, taxes, survive, basically. Okay. So that's what it represents, right? So I'll jump right next to the next one then. You guys have said what money is perfectly, and that's perfect, right? So before money, or it's the paper, right? Anybody knows what we had? What did we used to do? Huh? Before money, before we exchange money for something else, right? Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. We get we had gold and silver. What did we have before gold and silver? Chickens and uh-huh. like chickens. 
chickens and animals. Uh huh. What was the word? It starts with a B. Bartering. Yes, that's correct. Before that, we used to barter, right? And so, I would have a bunch of chickens. Maybe you have some cows. I want some chickens. So I'll come in, serve you in some way, and then you'll give me the cows, right? And then vice versa. And then we got into the standard now of using paper, right, as medium of exchange. And that paper represents something, right? It represents whatever worth the government says it's worth, okay? That's where we are in 2022. There's no pile of gold sitting somewhere. Whatever the money is worth um, is trusted by the government, right? But that's not where we need to kind of dig deep in today. The real question that we want to ask for ourselves is how should we view money in light of the gospel? Now think about all the different responses that we got, right? From this game that we played earlier. Some people, a lot of the responses were, uh, I was trying to note these down as fast as I could. One of the biggest response was buy a house. And then there was one around family and friends. And there were a couple around giving to the poor, right? So with all these priorities, all these things in mind, how should we view money in light of the gospel? Yes. First off, in uh, verse 7, it says, For we brought nothing into this world, and it's certain we we can carry nothing out. So we're just born into the world with anything, like just stuff that we're born with that they give us as we go older. So everything that we have should be used to spread the gospel in some way, like the money used to travel over to places and spread it, or through the internet, through different, you know, social media, like stuff like that. So that's that's how it should be used. Yeah, thank you. God bless you for that. So, Stephen explained that we supposed to use this money because we brought nothing into this world and we've taken nothing out of it, right? So how do we use it to advance the gospel, essentially, right? And that's kind of what he dug deep in there. And that is really good. Now, one of the things that, one of the words that's used within scripture is the word of steward, stewardship, right? And if you go into the verse, uh, nope, doesn't use that word there. But from the verse 17 to 19, we kind of get the gist of what we're supposed to do. In verse 17 to 19 reads, As for the rich in this present age, charge them not to be haughty, nor to set their hopes on the uncertainty of riches, but on God, who richly provides us with everything to enjoy. They are to do good, to be rich in good works, be generous and ready to share, thus storing up treasure for themselves as a good foundation for the future, so that they may take hold of that which is truly life. Amen. So, we are simply stewards, guys. You, me, everybody on this planet. We are stewards of money. What is a steward? Notice I didn't use the word ownership right a steward is somebody who somebody has given something to you and you're supposed to manage it until that person comes back and you give it to them okay owner is somebody who actually owns the money right 
So the way, well, the way that we view money is very, very important because that's gonna determine what we do with it, right? If we believe that the money is ours, it belongs to you, belongs to me, then we're gonna treat it in a way that's going directly to what we want, right? But if we realize and we recognize and understand that we have been given a task, right? And we are stewards of that money, then the whole ball game kind of changes, right? Then in that sense, we ask ourselves, okay, who owns the money? Anybody want to answer that question? Who owns the money? If you're a steward, there's got to be an owner, right? Who owns the money? Hmm? No, you got it. The person that gave it to you. Who gave it to you? God. Thank you. You got it. So who owns the money? God owns the money. God gives you the money. And there's an expectation that after God has given you the money, that you are going to do what with the money? Manage it. Right? In a proper way. So, next week we will continue into the different scripture that I want to go into. But where we're going to go and we'll kind of spend some more time on next week is going to be in Matthew chapter 25, verse 14 to 28. So you guys can write that one down. That is on the parable of the talents. So read that and we will make sure that in next week's discussion, we'll read that together as well and kind of dig in deep, okay? Oh, that's Matthew chapter 25, verse 14 to 28. Okay? And that is the parable of the talents. Anybody got time on you? I'm really trying to stay close to you. 34? 33, okay. What can I get in two minutes? So, one of the key takeaways that I want you guys to take for today, whoever's taking notes, all right? is that from the Matthew 24, Matthew chapter 25, verse 14 to 25, 28, um, the story there, kind of background real quick, is that it's a parable that Jesus tells. It's called the parable of the talents. And he says that there was an owner who pretty much had 10 talents, who had five talents. We had three, he had three servants. One of them he gave five talents, the other one he gave uh, two talents, and the last one he, I believe he gave one talent, okay? And he said, go make money with it, let me know, okay? And so the first guy goes out, he invests it, the five talents, and he gets another five, so he has 10. The second person goes out, he, gets, he has two talents, he invests it, and he has four. Oh, by the way, does anybody know what a talent is? All right, I should probably be giving those definitions first. A talent is like a dollar, think of it like a dollar, okay? It's a form of currency, okay? So say like, the person gave somebody $5, now they have $10, okay? So, the last person though, had a dollar. And what did the last person do with the dollar? He didn't spend it, he did something else, hmm? He buried it, exactly. So you guys know the story, good. He buried it, and then when the master came back, the master, the one that had the five talents said, hey master, here it is, and the master said, great job, enter into this, you know, you've been rewarded. Another person that had two, he said, great job. The one that had two doubled it as well, got four. And then the last one, when it got to him, he said, hey, I didn't do anything with this. I put it, I buried it because I knew that you were a shrewd person, right? I knew that you were a bad master, right? That you, were, you, you wanted to reap what you didn't sow, 
right? It's what the third person told him, right? So I want to focus on this, that it's not really necessarily what the third person did. It's the reason why that third person did what they did. And why did they do that? Because they had a misrepresentation, a misperception of the master, right? So the takeaway that we take from this is that when you have, when we misperceive God, right? It's going to result in lazy and bad stewardship of money. You guys with me? When we don't understand God, we're not going to understand the, the assignment that we have and how we must then be able to utilize money. Okay? And you might be asking yourself, why are we talking about this? I'm in the sixth grade. I'm in the seventh grade. I'm in the eighth grade. I don't even have a job. I've been wanting to work. My parents don't even want me to work. I don't know if that rings with some people. But the, I want to explain that the reason why we're talking about this now is that what money does, money simply highlights it puts a flashlight, a beam, on what your truest desires are. And those desires, we wrote them down and we tossed them across the board. Some said money, wanted to get to spend it on clothes, shoes. You got a Tesla? I didn't see that one. But we had that one as well. And where people wanted this money to go. So those desires are already there. There was a guy who, um, the guy that I was on the plane with last, some, some months back, he was telling me, yeah, when I was a little kid, I, I kicked the ball at somebody's Porsche. And ever since then, I've wanted a Porsche. And now he got a Porsche. Decades later. That was his desires, before he was even able to work. So I'm trying to explain that, yes, many of you guys may not have jobs, but the focus right now is, what are my desires? And are these desires in line with what God wants me to do? Because if your desires are not in line with what God wants you to do, you will, it's not you might, you will mismanage money. And you will miss the purpose that God wants you to use it for. You show me what you spend your money on and I will show you where your heart really is. And that's why, what's what we get from here in the gospel is that where we bury our treasures, right? The Bible never says it's bad to be rich. It doesn't say it's bad to make money. In fact, I want each and every single one of you guys to have $5 million plus. And it is possible. And you will get there regardless of what type of job you decide to do. Because we'll get to this more next week. It's not about how much you make, it's how much you can keep and how much you can invest, okay? That's on the practical side. But if we don't have that m mindset of, okay, when I get this money, what am I using it for? Where are my heart's desires? And then if we don't align that properly with God, we're gonna mess up, right? So, am I at 40? 
I'm at 40. On 39, okay. So I will end it here. Next week, we will continue on this topic, um, kind of going to more of the practical steps, discussing savings, all that stuff. What you guys can be doing now with the little money that you may have, okay? So, money management is definitely reflecting how we clearly understand our role in the gospel mission. And this is where we're going with into next week. In the following weeks, we're going to continue with different topics as well. All right? With those, you can toss them. All right? So, any questions so far on what we just discussed? Anybody got a question? Takeaways? Sorry, guys. I mean, yeah? How is that supposed to figure out what God wants us to do? So, next question is how exactly do we figure out what God wants us to do? That is a great question. And we will definitely be hitting on that topic in the coming weeks. Stay tuned. All right? But as far as any questions on this particular topic or any contribution that we have on the little that we learned here today. All right, let's pray out. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for allowing us to be able to discuss your word a bit and touch on the topic of money. Money is, you talk more money than any other topic within the word. And it's because of just how much it has aided and how much it has destroyed lives. So, God, we pray that you help us to be able to be great stewards of money. Father God, we pray that you help us to be able to come to an understanding of what it is that you want us to do with it. Dear God, I put each and every single one of these people in your hands. Please bless them, watch over them, and keep them. Bring them in, Lord God, next week as we continue our discussion. We thank you and we love you. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Amen.